0: Super Awkward Funcast. You're listening to the Super Awkward Funcast. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the delayed, <laughs> apologies, um, 55th episode of the Super Awkward Funcast with your hostess latham i am a little late going because we waited for the verdict in a very big trial that i've been covering if you've been paying attention which is the johnny depp trial johnny depp and amber Heard defamation trial and i talked about it a little bit in the last episode and i'll talk about it a lot of bit now <laughs> in this one now that it's all said and done so basically what happened was the jury found both parties liable for, de- for defamation statements dem- dem- defamatory statements um, made by Heard and Waldman respectively um, so Adam Waldman was an agent or found to be an agent of Johnny Depp or basically his lawyer At the time that he made some statements about the hoax that had originated with amber heard and her friends regarding getting the money for the divorce settlement and faking the domestic abuse allegation i mean yeah yeah, that she came forward about um and had put in her op-ed which was in the washington post as you recall and so her statements were found by the jury On three counts to be defamatory uh, across the board and then her statement that she was counterclaiming about from Adam Waldman in the Daily Fail or Daily Mail count two was found to be a defamatory statement which I feel is fair because it regarded the friends knowingly Uh, setting up the hoax along with Amber Heard and calling the cops and having them come twice in one night Um, there's just not enough evidence to prove that those statements were true so regardless of maliciousness although I do think it was malicious um, he was found to be uh, malicious in his statements which is why there was a (coughs) compensatory Or no punitive compensatory compensatory damage um elected to herd so basically was it yeah it was compensatory hello okay so what happened there is that they didn't prove in court with the evidence that was presented you couldn't really come to a conclusion that the friends were participating and conspire there was a conspiracy among them in the way that it was presented in this um, defamatory statement. Allegedly defam- it's not really def- alleged if it's a court. <laughs> okay, it's defamatory. Um, so it had it expressed- what does it say? What does it say here? I was just over there getting that information and then I fucking- I will put it right here. This is the verdict so you guys can hear.
1: Mr. Four person, is this the verdict of the jury? Yes. Ma'am. All right, is it unanimous? Yes. Ma'am. Thank you,
2: sir. Jamie? In civil case number CL 2019 2911, Mr. Depp's claim against Ms. Heard. One, as to the statement appearing in the online op ed entitled Amber Heard. I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. In the Washington Post online edition, quote, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change, end quote. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Has Mr. Depp proven by a greater weight of the evidence that, question, the statement was made or published by Ms. Heard. Answer: Yes. The sta- question: The statement was about Mr. Depp. Answer: Yes. Question: The statement was false. Answer: Yes. Question: The statement has a defamatory implication about Mr. Depp. Answer: Yes. Question: The, de- the defamatory implication was designed and intended. By Ms. Heard? Answer, yes. Question: Due to circumstances surrounding the publication of the statement, it conveyed a defamatory implication to someone who saw it other than Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven, by clear and convincing evidence, that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. Two, as to the statement appearing in the op-ed entitled A Transformative Moment for Women in the Washington Post print edition and the online op-ed, Amber Heard, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath that has to change in the Washington Post online edition. Quote, then two years ago, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out," end quote. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Has Mr. Depp proven by a greater weight of the evidence that, question, the statement was made or published by Ms. Heard. Answer, yes. Question, the statement was about Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Question: The statement was false. Answer: Yes. Question: The statement has a defamatory implication about Mr. Depp. Answer: Yes. Question: The defamatory implication was designed and intended by Ms. Heard. Answer: Yes. Question: Due to circumstances surrounding the publication of the statement, it conveyed a defamatory implication to someone who saw it other than Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. Three, as to the statement appearing in the op-ed entitled, A Transformative Moment for Women in the Washington Post print edition and the online op-ed Amber Heard, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. In the Washington Post online edition. Quote, I had the rare vantage point of seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse. End quote. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Has Mr. Depp proven by a greater weight of the evidence that question, the statement was made or published by Ms. Hurd? Answer, yes. Question, the statement was about Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Question, the statement was false? Answer, yes. Question, the statement has a defamatory implication about Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Question, the defamatory implication was designed and intended by Ms. Heard? Answer, yes. Question, due to circumstances surrounding the publication of this statement, it conveyed a defamatory implication to someone who saw it other than Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. In civil case number CL 2019-2911, Ms. Heard's claim against Mr. Depp. One, as to this statement, appearing in the April 8, 2020, online edition of the Daily Mail, quote, Amber Heard and her friends in the media use fake sexual violence allegations as both a sword and shield, depending on their needs. They have selected some of her sexual violence hoax, facts, as the sword, inflicting them on the public and Mr. Depp. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer No. Nope. Two. As to this statement appearing in the April 27, 2020 online edition of the Daily Mail Quote Quite simply, this was an ambush, a hoax. They set Mr. Depp up by calling the cops, but the first attempt did not do the trick. The officers came to the penthouses thoroughly searched and interviewed and left after seeing no damage to face or property. So Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up, got their story straight under the direction of a lawyer and publicist and then placed a second call to 911." End quote. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Fair. Has Miss Heard proven by a greater weight of the evidence? That question. mister Waldman, while acting as an agent for mister Depp, made or published the statement? Answer yes. Question The statement was about Ms. Heard. Answer yes. Question The statement was seen by someone other than Miss Heard. Answer yes. Question The statement was false. Answer yes. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven by clear and convincing evidence that the statement by Mr. Waldman was made with actual malice? Answer, yes. Three, as to this statement, appearing in the April 27th, 2020, online edition of the Daily Mail, quote, we've reached the beginning of the end of Ms. Heard's abuse hoax against Johnny Depp, end quote. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, no. Nope. As against John C. Depp II, we the jury award compensatory damages in the amount of $2 million. As against John C. Depp II, we the jury award punitive damages in the amount of $0. Zero dollars.
1: Does either side wish to have the jury pulled? Yes, Your Honor. All
2: right. Jamie? Members of the jury, if this is your verdict, please answer yes. If this is not your verdict, please answer no. Yes. Juror number six. Yes. Juror number ten. Yes. Juror number fifteen. Yes. Juror number sixteen. Yes. Juror, juror number twenty two. Yes. Juror number twenty seven. Yes. Juror number twenty nine. I do find that
1: the jury's verdict is unanimous. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your service in this case. I want to thank you again for your dedication and your hard work during this trial. I know I speak for everybody here uh, when I appreciate tell you that we appreciate your sacrifices and your time and your public service in this matter, okay? So yes, I'm thank going to have you you go to go back them. to the jury deliberation oh really my for one more uh, time and then we'll release you from there, okay? All right, thank you.
0: And that's the reason that this is late. This episode is late because I was waiting um today to happen. I figured I had a feeling that the verdict would be out today. I had a very good feeling about it. I didn't think it would be past Thursday or if or that. Then we'd be looking at a hung jury situation. But I feel that I, I got this trial correct. I think I saw the defamation, defamation case... Um, made on the Johnny Depp side, and I saw the defamation case made on her side, I didn't agree with hers. Um, I had forgotten that there was an element of that that wasn't really proven in court. So fair enough that count number two, and how fitting that it's number two with Amber Turd, but fair enough that that is the one that she got lucky on, because that was maliciously said I believe and also false because it could not be proven and anything that cannot be proven has to be false unfortunately so I mean that's how we're that's how it works so um I thought it was really interesting um that they gave her money I think it was because they This is my speculation entirely, but, um, they would want her not to appeal the decision. So they found in favor of both parties so that one would not appeal and get us into one of these again, because that's not what any of us need. Um, so hopefully she'll just go walk away with her little money, very little money, and just deal with her shit and get some help because that's what she needs. Um, in uh, other news, there was a press conference with a lot of fanfare outside of the courthouse with Johnny Depp's team, and they spoke. So let's see how they reacted to the news, to the news of the uh, uh, the um, liability of Amber Heard in the defamation case. It's Camille, Vasquez, and Ben Chu. They're superstars now. The legal team. And yes, she was in the courtroom. For attending to cry again
3: um, hi everyone today's verdict confirms what we have said from the beginning that the claims against Johnny Depp are defamatory and unsupported by any evidence we are grateful so grateful to the jury for their careful deliberation to the judge and the court staff who have devoted an enormous amount of time and resources towards this case
4: Our judicial system is predicated on each person's right to have his or her case heard, and we were honored, truly honored, to assist Mr. Depp in ensuring that his case was fairly considered throughout the trial. We are also most pleased that the trial has resonated for so many people in the public who value truth and justice. Now that the jury has reached its conclusive verdict, it's time to turn the page and look to the future thank you all so much thank and thanks you. to the jury
0: thank you so much so yeah there there's the um the end of that like that's the end of such a big journey a long journey that i've endured <laughs> since i heard about this case i don't know exactly when it was but it was in 2020 it was two years plus ago and i was made aware of this hoax that had happened with amber heard against johnny depp and at the very beginning i had tweeted like you know their marriage was toxic or whatever it's got i'm glad that they're away from each other blah 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 so that was the the extent of what i said at that point and i was like okay bye 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 you know like good that they're not together anymore and then later when i found out more information i was like huh It looks like she abused him, but I had never made any public statements about me or whatever. But like, I would never make public statements about someone in that way without any evidence at all. So when I made public statements and I have about Joe Biden and his proclivities, it was with backed up like camera footage of him sexually harassing children and touching them. Without their permission. So if I say something. I usually back it up. And this is just another note. That you know what. If you say something you should back it up. Or you should say alleged. You should not time your article. Your op-ed. With the release date of your big film. That supposedly. According to Depp. He had helped her get the role in. um, Or the role that would end up being in that film but anyway after all the lies that have been told in court and all of the bullshit that we've had to sift through in the last six weeks I'm just glad that it's finally over six weeks trial for a six-year debacle like it was six years of bullshit 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 and now we've you know as a society can move on (laughs) and I think we should but like I think we should also focus on what was important about this case it's not the celebrity status of the people involved it's not the money involved although that did help get them the representation that they had um it's that abuse knows no gender anyone can be abusive and There are far more people like Amber Heard than people would like to admit in society. And that's what resonated with a lot of people, that they have met people with the same tendencies, the same violent streaks, same mental uh, problems when it comes to borderline personality disorder or um, histrionic personality disorder, bipolar, whatever... Um, she was diagnosed with and was seeking treatment for, um, the, the key also is addiction is a big deal and it's not something that can be used against someone in the way that it was in this trial to excuse behavior from the other person or to pretend things happened that did not happen or, and are not followed up with evidence. There's just no evidence. That's what it comes down to. The evidence was not on her side. The evidence was ultimately on his side and the side of the truth. And that's the side I cared about the most. Because I have been abused myself. And I won't go too deep into that. But this trial opened up a lot of memories, a lot of flashback memories of my childhood and my young adulthood when the abuse was occurring. I was abused for five years straight, basically, by a close family member, and I will not talk about their name or anything, but they know that they did that, and they had, they have apologized in recent years, and I had forgiven them after a lot of deliberation and mental suffering and, you know, back and forth on it, like, should I, should I not? Does, does, does It was good to at least have the truth. That's what it all comes down to. People do not understand how important the truth is. To have the truth told to you for the first time since you've been abused. To have them corroborate everything that you thought that happened. And to say it to your face. And you know what? Johnny Depp is never going to have that. She's never going to own up to what she did. So i may feel a certain way about my abuser but at least he had the balls to come forward and apologize and acknowledge what he had done which certain people with certain personality disorders apparently cannot do so and this dude is a psycho a self self self-described psychotic psychopath psychotic a psychopath he has called himself a psychopath my abuser and i do believe he had psychopathic tendencies there were a lot of signs when he was a child when he would perform experiments on little creatures and stuff so you know insects and whatnot and so at least he has the guts to admit what he did and to apologize and seek forgiveness I don't see that happening with people like Amber Heard. I don't see them ever owning up to it. And it's unfortunate that throughout this whole experience, this six year journey that she's been on, which is a long time to keep up a lie. She has never once accepted accountability for her actions, which have been defamatory, which have been borderline illegal. Like there, she has perjured herself on the stand multiple times with evidence coming back to you know show that she was lying so it's just unfortunate that there is some win here yes but ultimately she she learned nothing which is unfortunate that and then the fact that she can still try and victimize herself so let's go over the statements that they have released since then um starting with her oh shit i just realized i did not have that up anymore so i'm gonna put it up on my put my twitter up damn it i i had already read this previously to my to a person and now i have lost the stuff that i was going to read but why, when I put my name in a search engine, does it come up with IMDB and not Twitter? Like, make it make sense. When I'm putting at, I put at L Latham and it's not t- showing my Twitter. it's so weird. Anyways, go into the Twitter. Okay, God damn it. Well, Anyways, here she is. Here's her stupid ass statement, while I'm getting her stupid ass statement, I'll get his statement. Shit. Oh, I can do that on my phone. <laughs> I can read on my phone, right? <laughs> anyway, she put out a very poorly rewarded, I mean, uh, written statement, and she said, the disappointment I feel today, this is Amber Heard's statement, sorry. Um, the disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence, which I never saw, but all right, still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence and sway of my ex-husband. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. See, you got to put other women in it because you're not enough. Because we all know you're lying. Um, it is a setback, and people are repeating this. Um, it sets back the clock to a time when women, when a woman who spoke up and spoke out, could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. I believe Johnny's attorneys succeeded in getting the jury to overlook the key issue of FREEDOM OF SPEECH, in all caps, and, not all caps, but like, capitalized, and ignore evidence that was so conclusive that we won in the UK. Well, that's the UK, babe. We're not in the UK anymore. The UK has different laws, has different rules. Some of the evidence that we saw in this trial was not admissible in the UK, because they have such strict rules in court so not the same thing then she says i'm sad i lost this case yeah we know but i am sadder still that i seem to have lost a right i thought i had as an american to speak freely and openly you can speak as much as you want as freely as you want as openly as you want you just can't defame people that's just the law babe so we have that and then we have a very different statement from the winner of the case which is johnny depp and he goes into the history of this case and everything and it's all typewritten it seems so it's a little more put together so he says on instagram because hers was on instagram and twitter but he's not on twitter so he put it on instagram so he says six years ago my life the life of my children The lives of those closest to me and also the lives of the people who for many many years have supported and believed in me were forever changed all in the blink of an eye false very serious and criminal allegations were levied at me via the via the media which triggered an endless barrage of hateful content although no charges were ever brought against me It had already traveled around the world twice within a nanosecond and it had a seismic impact on my life and my career. And six years later, the jury gave me my life back. I am truly humbled. My decision to pursue this case, knowing very well the height of the legal hurdles that I would be facing and the inevitable worldwide spectacle into my life was only made after considerable thought. From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth regardless of the outcome speaking the truth was something that i owe to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in their support of me i feel at peace knowing i have come have family have finally sorry i feel at peace knowing i have finally accomplished that and then the second part is I am and have been overwhelmed by the outpouring of love and the colossal support and kindness from around the world. I hope that my quest to have the truth be told will have helped others, men or women, who have found themselves in my situation, and that those supporting them never give up. I also hope that the position will now return to innocent until proven guilty, both within the courts and in the media. I wish to acknowledge the noble work of the judge, the jurors, the court staff, and the sheriffs. We, who have sacrificed their own time to get to this point, and to to my diligent and unwavering legal team, who did an extraordinary job in helping me to share the truth, the best is yet to come, and a new chapter can finally begin. Has finally begun. Sorry. Let me try again. The best is yet to come, and a new chapter has finally begun. Veritas non con perit. Truth never perishes. U.K twenty two six one so Johnny Depp so that's his statement there was a time during the trial where they put out opposing statements and then they got in trouble in court and they were like no more PR (laughs) no more PR not allowed but anyway now we're here today so this is two plus years of journey Um to get to this point and a lot of the people who testified for Johnny Depp are still in his life and he still counts them as friends and a lot of the people who testified for Heard are not so make of that what you will <laughs> but yeah it's it's been a long long arduous journey and I'm glad that we've reached the end I'm glad that both parties get to move on and I hope that one of them makes the most of their time and really does some self-reflection like I all I want for people is to be true to themselves you know as long as you're not a war criminal you're not beyond empathy you know and there are all all these like amateur yes me poo these silly hashtags silly troll accounts and stuff And people who want bad things for her i don't want her to be miserable i do not want her to be abused i don't want anyone to be abused i don't want her to abuse others i don't want her child to suffer anything from this i mean i can imagine how embarrassing it would be in the future for that child to see this case and have it you know saved for, for on the internet for anyone to see later on. I feel bad that the child is even in her care, to be honest, because I don't think she should be a mother. Because if you can't even handle your own shit, how are you going to handle someone else's? And also, you she just cares too much about herself that I don't even know how what the priority is of that child in her life. And I won't name the child, but she does have a child, We don't know who the daddy is, but we kind of know who the daddy is, but we kind of don't know who the daddy is, and I, I don't really care who the daddy is, but I just, I want everybody to be safe. I don't want any more abuse. I know that both parties came from an abusive household, and I know how that is, and I just wouldn't wish that on anyone, and I don't wish pain or schadenfreude or anything on anyone, like, I'm not into the schadenfreude. It wasn't about that for me. It was always about the truth, and now we know the truth. So I'm glad that we know the truth. I won't be watching Aquaman 2 because I'm just not an Aquaman person. And also, she just wasn't it in the first one. Like, I've seen little bits and pieces. The, basically, the thing is, with her, she's just not that good of an actor. Like, it just comes down to that. Like, sweetie, you, you got the looks, I guess, and you got the sexiness but I don't know if you got the chops so maybe that's something she could work on while she's working on herself and maybe that has something to do with how she's treating herself and how she ignores certain aspects of her personality to her detriment maybe that's something she needs to work on she needs to get a therapist and work it all out that's none of my affair I'm not involved in her her mental health but she needs to get it fixed she needs to work on it Everybody should work as much as they possibly can on bettering themselves and improving their quality of life. That's just it. You know, that's for anyone. I don't care how famous you are. You, you need some self-care. So, there you go. In other news, there was another trial... <laughs> That I was looking at and another uh, verdict came out you don't know that I was looking at this trial unless you have been watching my show Fearlessly Authentic on Sundays with Lucky Burrito I co-host it sometimes I do Thursdays I did the last Thursday one so I did an update on the Sussman trial I didn't do anything about the verdict but the verdict is in on that one and it's not surprising because this was a very highly political trial Put out, um, put together by John Durham and his team. Um, I'm guessing he's pro-Trump, um, anti-Hillary for sure, and hillary Clinton. And Hillary Clinton's former—I don't know if he's former—her <laughs> lawyer Michael Sussman was indicted for lying to the FBI, essentially about um, not working for on behalf of his client and in getting information to the FBI regarding russian ties to the pres- president i mean to the um, presidential candidate uh Donald Trump in 2016 so it was like september 19 2016 uh there was a meeting jim baker jim baker testified um he was sort of for the prosecution but sort of for the defense this was a criminal trial by the way so there's different you know it's a plaintiff and defendant for a civil trial which would be the johnny depp and himbert Heard thing And then the criminal trial is defendant and, uh, wait, no, prosecution and defense. Um, so yeah, the defense being, you know, the legal team for Sussman. So Sussman alleged that he alleged said that he claimed that he, um, was doing it just for, you know, getting that information out there on the Russian ties to Trump, uh, through an alpha bank. This Russian bank, which was uh, tweeted about by Hillary Clinton herself. And Robbie Mook had implied or said that Hillary Clinton, who, who was her uh, aide at the time, um, had said that she had requested that that information go to the FBI. So it was her behest that Michael Sussman went forward that information. He said that he wasn't going there on behalf of a client. He had a weird tie to Twitter for some reason, had a Twitter chart for some reason, and also had uh, tied to the FBI in, in terms of, like, he had clearance to get into FBI headquarters and stuff, or have FBI facilities. It was very strange. The whole thing was very strange. Showed how corrupt the government is to the core, including the FBI. They didn't look that good either here in this trial, but the, the government was the prosecutor, so we had to be on the side of the FBI in order to find sussman guilty which was never gonna happen. i was never gonna have that i was never gonna be that person to say that but it they did have a stronger case in my view but they did also fucking fuck everything up in the jury selection when they accepted hillary phone bankers and hillary supporters into the the jury so in the jury pool so there was a lot of rigging going on on seems every side and this was just a show trial except it wasn't even a show because no one got to see it because it's federal you don't get to see federal trials. or is that true is this a federal trial i mean i figure if the fbi is involved it would be federal and they probably wouldn't want people to see their faces and stuff so maybe yeah i think this would be considered a federal trial because the government is the um, prosecutor yeah so anyway to do a little recap of that, we have our gentleman lawyer, sir, Robert Guvia, on the Twitter, on the Twitter, on the YouTube, and he, he does a little recap of what happened with the verdict. Not guilty, by the way, is the verdict. He was found not guilty by a mostly Hillary-specific, like, leaning kind of tri- uh, juror, jury. In Washington, D.C. They, they were already fucked because it's Washington, but it is what it is. So, yeah. So he'll explain a little bit in the beginning of this video, and I'll link it below in the show notes. The
5: stream to fire up all across the fruited plains of the internet because we've got some news that we've got to dissect today. But before we do, we got to make sure that the stream is functioning. And it looks like the connections may have been connected. And so we can get started let's do it shall we hello my friends and welcome back to yet another episode of watching the watchers live my name is robert Goveia. i'm a criminal defense attorney in scottsdale arizona and today we've got some bad verdict news michael sussman not guilty what are you serious did they watch the same trial that we watched have they been following along the same things that we've been following well of course they have but they're democrats and so they protect their own and they did that today when the jury rendered a verdict on verdict watch day one in like record time less than six hours (laughs) they had two full weeks of testimony and they just needed a few minutes just to really kind of get a look at this you're a democrat right you're voting not guilty you not (laughs) guilty how about you not i'm pretty much obviously of course i'm not guilty i voted in the primary for hillary and so there was a big sort of you know Round table of the jurors. We got a record time not guilty. And it's really not actually that surprising.
0: Exactly. I was sort
5: of thinking a lot about this. My gut from day one was always, man, this jury is really, really bad. And today, there's going to be a lot of conversation about why this happened and what does this mean and what's John Durham going to do and is there anything that can happen moving forward? And we're going to go through all the questions and do all the heavy lifting. But we are going to start by really sort of recognizing what this is all about. In one lawyer's humble opinion, that happens to be me. You're going to see people talking about materiality and you're going to talk about whether this was a white lie or not, or whether there was a big conspiracy or whether there were some bad rulings that judge Cooper made that really resulted in this verdict. Or was it the jury instructions? Was it that good faith exception? What's going on here? They're Democrats, okay? That's what this comes down to. (laughs) And so I want to start this off by a quick refresher on the type of jury that we're dealing with. And this is not just sort of a political rant or a political tirade, although it may be that as well. But this is reality right lawyers have to think about this what jurisdictions are they in some different jurisdictions are more favorable to say personal injury verdicts while other jurisdictions will laugh at you if you try to bring a personal injury claim there are some courts in arizona that we do not want to go to trial in because the judge is a lunatic there are others where it's a very favorable jurisdiction or the prosecutors are pretty good and so we have to make a decision yes or no based on the jurisdiction. And so that absolutely went into the equation here. Michael Sussman and his defense team were having this very conversation with his their clients. And all of this is now coming to fruition. But this is where I wanna start. This happened in Washington, D.C., the D.C. Circuit Court. And this is what it looks like if you take a look at the demographics over there. I went over to 270towin.com. And it tells us the District of Columbia, the only non-state to be enfranchised for presidential elections. And, we're, of course, we're talking about a presidential election in this trial. And remember, this is a trial about Michael Sussman, of course, but it turned into something much bigger. It was the idea that Michael Sussman was acting on behalf of Hillary Clinton. And Robbie Moog told us that. She was the person who approved the leaking of the story to the media at the very beginning. Before this all went public, Hillary Clinton signed off on it. And so, yes, this turned into something that was a political trial. No doubt about it. Michael Sussman was acting on behalf of Hillary. He was hired by her and he, he was doing her work. So when the defense makes the argument, or I should say when the prosecution is asking jurors if they had a problem with Donald Trump and they said yes, that's a problem for this trial. Because this trial, if it hurts Hillary, then it helps Trump. And if it's bad for Trump, it's good for Hillary. There's an inverse relationship there. And if you're a Democrat, and you're through and through a Democrat, you're blue as can be. You don't want to vote against your own team, do you? And if anybody is doubting this, if there's a conversation about this sort of being overly political, what happens if we just switch the team? What happens if we just made it Republicans instead of Democrats? What if we put Michael Sussman with a big big red MAGA hat on him, and sent him through this whole trial. Would you be okay with his activities if he was a Republican? I doubt it. Would you be okay with what he did with a meeting in James with James Baker or all of the colluding, all of the text messages, if it were a Republican? I doubt it. And so of course it's political. And the reason why it went the way that it did, in my humble opinion, is just because of this. Over in Washington, D.C., we're talking about Hillary and Donald Trump, and this is how they have voted in the last some presidential elections. In 2020, 92% Democrats, according to 270 win.com 2016, the election that we're talking about here, 90.9%, 91% Democrats. So, so it's like, what are you supposed to do? If you're a Democrat there and you're like a, a loud, active Democrat, fighting the democratic fight, you're going to get a pretty favorable jury. And so this is really in my opinion, what this whole thing comes down to. You take a look at this, it's very consistent. And as we talked about on this channel for many, many weeks now, the selection of the jury was very problematic. And so for those of you who are not familiar with this, we were able to go through this and tease out the jurors. This is the mind map, which is available down in the link tree description the link tree in the description below. But these were the jurors that we were sort of concerned about and we don't know what the final makeup was because it's federal court. We don't get to see anything and they were playing this game of musical chairs. Here we can see that we had several different jurors who were in my opinion problematic for the prosecution but very beneficial for the defense. We had this person 0586 Treasury Department employee and a DNC Democratic primary donor literally donated to Democrats. We had another person who was a lawyer, also a Hillary donor. And this person didn't remember really whether she had actually funded 2016, a presidential candidate, or whether it was 2020. But she said if she had done it, it would have been for Hillary. And then lastly, we saw 0517, which was a woman who works at the Smithsonian, has a strong dislike for Trump, said that she could not be uh, unbiased if it were Trump or someone on her team so let's pull this one up specifically and let me sort of illustrate a point that I was trying to make earlier perhaps in artfully but this was the actual sort of close-up Ugh, I'm having a difficult time with my screens here today here you can see it says mr. keelty says uh, a juror you talked about 2016 obviously people have strong feelings about that right yes you answered that you strongly dislike Trump and she said and like what's your point doesn't everybody here hate Trump he said, and that you're not sure you could be impartial. And she said, yeah, if this was someone on his team or something. So the prosecutor said, so this is not neither Mr. Trump nor Clinton are on trial here. You'll hear their names, but they're not on trial. And it's like, that's true, but they kind of are on trial. right? Donald Trump is sort of the subject of this. Michael Sussman was doing what he did to try to take out Donald Trump. And this is why the defense was saying, Putin, 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 and Putin was connected with Trump, and that's why all of this was so dangerous. This was a national security issue, and everybody was so freaked out.
0: Okay, so that's just a smidgen of that video. Again, I'll link it below. Um, So those are the trials that are currently um, being spoken about uh, a lot in the press. Uh, The next one, or the next court proceeding that I will be following is of course the uh gillan maxwell sentencing which will be very interesting um let's see what's going on with gillan maxwell we'll just put her in the little search engine here there we go not google because but google and here we go so last okay they're talking about Ke- kevin spacey in the beginning yes uh kevin spacey and uh gillan maxwell are connected and yes, um, he has been charged on four counts of sexual assault against a male in the UK. So that happened very recently. So a week ago, we have a fact check. Gill and Maxwell scheduled to be sentenced in late June after sex trafficking conviction from U- USA Today. Uh, so yeah that's June 28th it's coming up very soon so the next time that I do a podcast will be after the sentencing and I can talk about it then so huh there's no new news about Gil and Maxwell find that hard to believe but apparently there isn't so that's fun Anyway, that's coming up, so stay tuned for that. Um, no new news on Gill and Maxwell, apparently, so interesting. And what else? Let um, me put that in the thing. Oh, I'm not doing anything with that. Uh, COVID news. So, COVID is still happening. We don't need masks, so that's good, I guess. Drop something. So, the mask mandates are not coming back, it seems like. In my state, in my city, there's, they're not really coming back. Oh, wait a minute. I found something. Source claimed that Prince Andrew's friend hated the late pre- Princess Diana with passion. Okay, that's not important. Anyway, so yeah, so basically, the vaccine people, the big pharma people are still trying to sell their vaccines to us. And that includes Pfizer, which has now put in an application for COVID vaccine in kids under 5, clearing the way for June timeline, according to the ABC News article that I have up, by Jesse DiMartino, the video, and by Mary Kikatos, June 1st, 2022. So that was today, 6.11 p.m. Pfizer's vaccine for kids under five is 80 percent effective against symptomatic covid pfizer announced wednesday that it has completed its application to the u.s food and drug administration for a three dose covid 19 vaccine in children aged six months to under five years old and the federal agency has accepted the application Pfizer and BioNTech completed a rolling application to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for emergency use authorization. Again, we don't need it, but whatever. Of the three microgram dose of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for children six months through four years of age. They will not give up on these children, on getting these children on this drug, on this uh, injection schedule also referred to as six months to under five years of age, on June 1st, 2022, company said in a statement. The FDA said in a statement that it received Pfizer's request for an EUA. We recognize parents are anxious to have their young children vaccinated against COVID-19, and while the FDA cannot predict how long its evaluation of the data and information will take, we will review any EUA request we receive as quickly as possible using a science-based approach the agency said. Last month, Pfizer announced its vaccine for younger children was 80% effective against symptomatic COVID-19. I don't believe that for a minute, but anyway. However, the company said this estimate is preliminary and is subject to changes more data is collected. The FDA's (coughs) Independent Advisory Panel, Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, is planning public hearings in mid-June to discuss both Pfizer's and Moderna's vaccines in younger children. The FDA said Wednesday it would hold a VRBPAC meeting on June 15th to discuss both Pfizer and Moderna's EUA requests for this population six months through four years old for Pfizer and six months through five years old for Moderna. Moderna asked the FDA to authorize its two-dose vaccine for children under age six on April 28th. During the Omicron surge, the company said its vaccine its vaccine was 51% effective against inf- inf- infection, including asymptomatic and mild infection, among those aged 6 months to under age 2, and 37% effective for those aged 2 to 5. If the FDA decides to authorize vaccines for younger children after the hearing and the Centers for Disease Control and independent advisors agree, it could mean vaccines could be available for those under 5 years old. By the end of June. So while you're focused on all this other shit. It's shooting season. We got a bunch of shooters. We got a bunch of mass killings. With guns. Gun controls back on the menu. For something to talk about. We did abortion for a while. Now we're doing gun control. We'll be back to abortion eventually. Don't you worry. Um, While that's all going on. They're trying to get your children. To get this ineffective. Treatment this gene therapy that hardly works on human on adults and we've seen adults recently come out and say that they've gotten the stuff again for like a third time they got three boosters two two boosters in the first shot um however that works i don't even know the primary series and then another one and then another one like there's four fucking people there's four fucking vaccines now but they got them all and somehow they weren't able to block the transmission, which again, Bill Gates has said in the WEF, which we're not going on over here that much because we went over it in like forever ad nauseum (laughs) on the Fearlessly Authentic, please watch it. Um, On there, we had Bill Gates come out and he was saying, well, we need vaccines that actually work on transmission. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? And then also, they are um saying mild symptoms. Oh, I have mild symptoms, but at least I'm not in the hospital, blah blah blah. Well you probably wouldn't be anyway, because there's like less than two percent chance of you dying from the sting, no matter what. And even less chance now because the more strains there are, the less deadly it gets. That's how science is. That's science works. So anyway, so You see, what they're doing right now is trying to get your children again, so keep your children safe, and then they're going to try and put those vaccine mandates back together and, you know, focus on that. That's going to be the focus. So anyway, Pfizer shots are three micrograms each, one-tenth the dose offered to adults, while Moderna shots are 25 micrograms each, one-quarter of its adult size dose. Although children under 5 are the last age group for which vaccines need to be approved, polls suggest there could be sluggish uptake. An April 2022 poll from the Kaiser Family Foundation found that only 18% of parents plan to vaccinate their kids under age 5 right away once the vaccine is authorized. Many are hesitant, with 27% saying they will definitely not get their children in this age group vaccinated and 11% saying only if it is required for school the remaining 38% say they want to wait and see before getting their young children vaccinated so most people are just like wait what what the fuck like we can wait on that we, we don't need to do that right now that's fine but this is something we need to be concerned about because COVID ain't going away they'll stop talking about it for a little while in the press you know they'll talk about other things But it's still on the menu, like, we still have to talk about it. Eventually. We can't keep our guard down. Like, that's not gonna work. So, we're gonna wrap up pretty soon. Damn, we got Ukraine news, of course. We already talked about shooting season, we don't have to talk about that anymore. Although, there is a shooting that happened just recently that we can cover a little bit. Um, They're covering it all the time. These shootings keep happening every day. And in some city or another, they'll talk about it on the social media, in the media. It seems to be that there's an epidemic going on, which is really interesting what with midterms happening, but I am just an asshole, so ignore me. Just an asshole. So let me be an asshole and go look at the stuff about Ukraine. So here's the new Ukraine news. Um, all right. So, latest news about Ukraine. So, U.S. and Germany are agreeing to supply advanced weapons to Ukraine. Advanced weapons being rockets. (laughs) Because, yay. Um, by John Leichenster and Frank Jordans from an hour ago on AP. So, this is an AP article. Kiv Ukraine. Kiv Ukraine. The U.S. and Germany pledged... On Wednesday, to equip Ukraine with some of the advanced weapons it has long desired for shooting down aircraft and knocking out artillery, as Russian forces closed in on capturing a key city in the east. Germany said it will supply Ukraine with up-to-date anti-aircraft missiles and radar systems, while the U.S. announced it will provide four sophisticated medium-range rocket systems and ammunition. The U.S. is trying to help Ukraine fend off the Russians without char- triggering a wider war in Europe. Because why would they do that? Like, they hate war, right? Ugh. That's in their best interest to, to stop the war, right? For sure. The Pentagon said it received assurances that Ukraine will not fire the new rockets into Russian territory. You know what? They're not going to do anything with it. Come on. Like, just leave them. They'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just leave them be. The Kremlin accused the U.S. of pouring fuel on the fire. Why would they ever do that? I I would never expect that of this country at all. Western arms have been critical to Ukraines and Nazis in Ukraine's Success in stymieing Russia's much larger and better equipped military, thwarting its efforts to storm the capital, and forcing Moscow to shift its focus to the industrial Donbass region in the east. But as Russia bombards towns in its inching advance in the east, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has repeatedly pleaded for more, better weapons, and accused the West of moving too slowly. Because he's an asshole, and he just wants more drugs, right? This is all for the drugs, right? The, the coke? He does coke, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Anyway. Andriy Yermak, the head of the Ukrainian president's, president's, president's office, hailed the new Western weapons. Well, yeah, you got what you wanted. I'm sure that if we receive all the necessary weapons and strengthen the efficient sanctions regime, we will win, he said. The new arms could help Ukraine set up and hold new lines of defense in the east by hitting back at Russian military, military artillery pieces that have been Bar- battering towns and cities and by limiting Russian airstrikes said retired French General Dominique trincon a former head of France's military mission at the United Nations, the NATO countries, the European nations and the Americans have progressively escalated the means that they are putting at Ukraine's disposal. And this escalation, in my opinion, has had the aim of testing Russian limits, he said. Each time, they measure the Russian reaction, and since there is no reaction, they keep supplying increasingly effective and sophisticated weaponry. But what happens when there's a reaction, though? Like, are we not going to ask that? We don't care? Okay, cool. Military analysts say Russia is hoping to overturn, overturn overrun the Donbass before any weapons that might turn the tide arrive. It will take at least three weeks to get the precision U.S. weapons and... Trained troops onto the battlefield. Are they trained by the Nazis? I wonder. But Defense Undersecretary Colin Kahl said he believes they will arrive in time to make a difference in the fight. So the Pentagon said the above. Um, The rocket systems are a part of a new $700 million package of security assistance for Ukraine from the U.S. That also includes helicopters, javelin, anti-tank, weapons systems radars tactical vehicles spare parts and more there's always more money for war war is the chest that is always open we have a war chest we do not have a medical health care chest we do not have a school um res- relieving school you know um and medical and um student debt we don't have that we don't have those chests but we have a war chest don't you worry and your money is going towards it everything that you pay for is gonna go straight to the nazis in ukraine good luck so it says here uh the rockets have a range of about 50 miles 80 kilometers and are highly mobile ukraine had pushed unsuccessfully for rockets with a range of up to 186 miles we can't go that far 300 kilometers kilometers uh kremlin spokesman dmitry peskov and moscow does not trust assurances that ukraine will not fire on russian territory and i don't think they should we believe that the u.s is deliberately and diligently pouring fuel in the fire he said colonel general mikhail Misinsev later went even further directly accusing Ukraine of planning to fire U.S. provided missiles from the northeastern Sumy region at border areas in Russia. The claim, based on alleged radio intercepts, couldn't be independently confirmed. So it doesn't exist. It's not a thing that happened. Okay. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said. Ukraine's push for more weapons is a direct provocation intended to draw the West into the fighting. He warned that the multiple multiple rocket launchers would raise the risk of an expanded conflict. And I think that's kind of the point, but yeah. Same Western politicians understand those risks well, he said. Do we have any same politicians in the West? I don't know. I would say we don't, but moving on. Germany's promise of Iris T air defense systems would mark the first... Delivery of long-range air defense weapons to Ukraine since the start of the war. Earlier the deliveries of portable shoulder-fired air air defense missiles have bolstered the Ukrainian military's ability to take down helicopters and other low-flying aircraft, but didn't give give it enough range to challenge Russia's air superiority. Germany has come under particular criticism, both at home and from allies abroad, that it isn't doing enough. You're just not doing enough, Olaf. Uh, Olaf Scholz, uh, who attended the WEF as well, or did a speech at the WEF uh, World Economic Forum Meeting Annual uh, 2022 um, during May 22nd to May 26th of this year. Okay. Okay. He, said, he told lawmakers that the IUST's surface surface-to-air missiles are the most modern and def- air defense system the country has. With this, we will enable Ukraine to defend an entire city from Russian air attacks, he said. The radar, radar systems will also help Ukraine locate enemy artillery. The weapons announcements came as a regional governor said Russian forces now control 80% of... Here we go. Fun fun, uh, pronunciation time. Severodonetsk. A city that is key to Moscow's efforts to compete, complete its capture of the Donbass, where Ukrainian forces and Russian-backed separatists have fought for years and where the separatists held swaths of territory even before the invasion I think they mean the Nazis the Azov Azov Battalion have been going at it with them. Luhansk Governor Serli nope Serhi had yeah said Russian troops were advancing in the city amid fierce street battles with Ukrainian forces or Nazis though he noted that in some districts the Ukrainian troops Managed to push the Russians back. The only other city in Luhansk that the Russians have not yet captured, Lysychansk, is still fully under Ukrainian control, he said, but is likely to be next. If if the Russians manage to take full control over Severodonetsk, within two to three days they will start installing artillery and mortars and will shell Lysychansk. Lish, Lishchonsk, whatever, more intensively, had I said. Zelensky, meanwhile, said the country is losing between 60 and 100 soldiers a day in the fighting. In southern Ukraine, a regional governor sounded a more positive note saying Russian troops are retreating and blowing up bridges behind them. They are afraid of a counterattack by the Ukrainian army, Vitali Kim, governor of the Nikolov region said on the Telegram messaging app. Okay then. And Jordans, one of the authors of this article, is reporting from Berlin. As uh, the AP writers, Yuras Karbinov is in Lviv, Ukraine lolita c baldor in washington and jill lawless in london contributing to this report okay so there's that and then that's just crazy because it's what we need more of like more rockets for the war but it's not for the war you know you're crazy if you think they're gonna use it against russia on their own territory Um. So yeah, that happened, and I guess we could get to. Let's see here. Let's see what's happening with Jean Pierre at her wonderful job. As White House Secretary, let's check in on her real quick and see how she's doing. Sure, she's doing great. Let's see. This is from today. I have not heard it yet, (laughs) or read it. I'm going to skip to what I think will be Ukraine talk. <laughs> I'm just taking a guess, stab in the dark Rose here.
1: Garden, when he talked about his comprehensive uh, gun reform, the
0: executive actions All right, I'm going to ta- skip again.
3: Uh, meeting um, that's happening at the Summit of the Americas. Um, do you guys have a date on that, and are you going to raise concerns with Bolsonaro about his question?
0: I don't
1: have anything- I don't have anything to preview at this time on the Summit of Americas
3: for you.
0: Okay. Oh, and I fucked up. <laughs> Back to it. (laughs) Eventually they'll talk about Ukraine. uh, Okay, they're talking about baby formula a lot. There's a lot of stuff about that. Free to reach out to me. Inflation. It happened. Yellen came out. um, the fucking secretary, Treasury Secretary, and said, Oops, you know, I made a mistake. Shouldn't have minimized the inflation situation. We will do everything that we but resignation would so, be nice. So just
3: to follow up on the rest of the front row, who decided after six or eight <laughs> weeks? You
1: said that. Hopefully the back row hears. <laughs>
3: well, I, who, who is the person in the West Wing yeah. who decided after six or eight weeks that this baby formula shortage was finally something that somebody should tell the president about?
1: Well, again, I have to go back and talk to the president. I did not hear him take questions or answer any questions to all of you. And so, this is, I want to do my due diligence, right, as his spokesperson to make sure.
0: Okay. Could we stop talking about baby formula? That'd be great. So
3: uh,
1: here's the thing. We have, we have, we have achieved a, first of all, I explained to you what she was trying to say. So, I just laid that out. So, what? those are your words, not my words. I just laid out what she was trying to say and tried to explain in full, in fullness, uh, her, her part in, in, in her answer. We have achieved an a historic recovery through an extraordinarily unprecedented economic moment. The president has consistently the primary drivers. Let's see inflation. if she ever
0: stops reading. I doubt she does.
1: Stay on She 18, had like a, an
0: earpiece in the last video yesterday. Jean-Pierre um, is the new press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. So she she came in and she had something in her ear, and it was clear it was an earpiece. So somebody was telling her what to say. Pretty
1: embarrassing. detailed guidance. I really
0: just want to know about Ukraine, dude.
4: Draft on rights. Um, a lot of oh my gosh, like, where
0: is it? Oh, we're back to abortion. Good to know.
1: Having regular meetings uh, with uh, with groups out there uh, who are who are you know who are focused on making sure that that continues, uh, the rights of women <sighs> to choose continues. Uh, but I don't have anything uh, to you know, lay out
4: the president just hasn't made this I mean mean, he he kind of yeah laid the stakes out as you know this should be something well I
1: mean let me if we step back for a second it is it was a draft it was a Scottish draft uh, we spoke to it. We were very forceful about it. Uh, the president put out a statement. You've heard from the vice president. You've heard I think from they're walking other members this back. of our team. So it's not like uh, we didn't take this seriously and we don't to continue to take this seriously. Uh, so this is a, an important issue uh, for the president. We know that. We know that for uh, the American people. Uh, I, I just don't have anything to share with you on, on his schedule.
4: Um, on Ukraine, uh, it was really clear Here that it would not engage Russia directly because it did not want to escalate there it is. um the conflict. But General Paul Nakasona, I apologize it. if I mispronounced that, but no. who heads the US Cyber Command, he reportedly told Sky News that the United States is engaged in offensive offensive cyber activity against Russia. Can you talk about that? Why disclose that? Uh, that seems um, that seems contrary to what the administration's position.
1: Look, you know, um, as it as it uh, relates to the Kremlin, to uh, uh, President Putin, you know, we don't negotiate our security assistance packages to Ukraine uh, with the Kremlin. They have been, uh, they have not been pleased by the amount of security assistance. We Neither been have I, bitch. Uh, to the K- Ukrainians since far before this most recent phase I mean the government of conflict on her. began, but we are doing what exactly the president said he would do. Which is, uh, and he told uh, President Putin directly, we, we would do what we would do if he if he attacked Ukraine uh, back in December, which is provide security assistance to the Ukrainians that is above and beyond what we are what we were already providing to help Ukrainians defend their country. So that's exactly what we've done, and we'll continue to do. Uh, you know remember and we say this all the time this is Russia that chose to launch a brutal war uh, that they always uh, say that you can say uh, it over and over again and but so it, it still doesn't make the, it true it, it, uh, it, uh, a t- a territorial integrity
0: she can't even get and through so it this is such this bullshit is Russia's war. Um, it's not Russia's and so war it's your war started
1: this conflict and you're we, funding we could, it they could choose to end it at any time you can end and it at any time
0: not. by not but giving them
1: weapons it's upsetting
4: Specifically about the offensive cyber action being taken. Why the fuck are they talking about cyber against Russia? Is that not contrary to uh, what the president has said in the past about not wanting to engage directly? No, uh, it's
1: not. We don't we don't see it as such.
4: Can you talk about why I mean, offensive cyber activity against Russia is not?
1: We, I mean, it's just we just don't see it as such. We have talked about this before. We've had our uh, cyber experts here at the podium lay out uh, what our plan uh, is that has not changed. Uh, so the answer is just simply no. Go ahead, Tyler.
3: Well, just following up on, on an inflation question, um, I understand you walked through uh, what Secretary Yellen was, was talking about. But she still said that she was wrong then about the path inflation would take. Hey, President that's what Biden we were talking Hall about before. Made similar, uh, statements we being meant, me. uh Inflation would be temporary. Brian Dees was here yesterday. I asked him the same question. Uh, does anyone in the White House have regrets about how they talked about no. inflation? Given that it has turned out to do exactly what they said it would not do. I mean, look,
1: I laid out from, from if you... Look at the whole transcript. What it is that uh, Secretary Secretary Yellen uh, was trying to lay out when she was asked that question? Uh, she was pointing out that there have been shocks in the economy uh, that have again exacerbated inflationary pressures, which could have been oh, which again. could not have been foreseen 18 months ago. I mean, that is, that, is, that is just a reality that we're, we're, we're to work in.
3: And what all of his top aides said turned out not to be true and turned out not to happen. So I'm wondering if there's any sense within the White House that that was a mistake to say so, given that it turned out to occur very differently.
1: Again, there were in, there were uh, certain shocks in, uh, of, to the economy that exacerbated the inflation pressures. Right, so that includes Russia's decision to invade Ukraine, multiple su- successive that was, uh, variants of it was COVID, happening as I mentioned that, already, though. and the lockdowns in chi- in China. The president has consist- oh, now we're consistently China in there, that okay. the primary drivers of inflation are the pandemic and fault. Putin's invasion of Ukraine. The twists and turns, again, as I've talked about, have been monumental uh, events. And so as the Secretary Yellen has also noted, there has been historic growth and record economic rec- uh, creation, and our goal is to now to do the transition, which is what, which is what uh, Brian Deese was talking about, to make sure that it is steady and stable growth as inflation is brought down. So that there are things that have occurred that has been unprecedented in this past year or two. Uh, actually three years, and that's what we're speaking to.
3: I, I hear you uh, on that. Wow, that they just will not let, let up. Like answer the question about whether inside the, answer White the House. Question. Um, Big there is a coin. feeling that there should be a concession like John Yellen made yesterday on TV um, that the way that uh, the administration talked about inflation uh, was not uh, best suited to to describe to the American people the economic pain that they would eventually be feeling as we continue to see prices rise? I mean,
1: look, the President is working, has has said this over and over again. We have said this. We understand what the American people are going through. We understand the high cost that they're dealing with. We understand what inflation is doing uh, to gas and to food prices. Uh, We have done, we have done, you know, we have taken multiple actions, which the president explains himself in his own voice in the Wall Street Journal uh, just a day or, a day ago. And so that has been our focus as well. And we have we're coming out of a very strong economic uh, economic period. And so now we're going into a transition. There are things when as it relates to inflation, there are things that were not predictable 18 months ago that were not predictable from day one. So as we were speaking to them as we saw it at the time. Uh, and so that is also important to note. I mean, I know you're asking me that the, the question of did we speak about it wrong, or did we, you know, say, you know, did we know, misspeak or not or, or uh, not have it right at the time. I mean, this is what, what I'm trying to lay out is that there are things that happened, the COVID variants. Uh, oh my gosh! Russia's so war much in stuff that was not predicted at the time. Who uh, could have predicted so what it? what we're trying to do, what the president is trying to do, is do everything that he can uh, to make sure that we deal and attack and fight inflation. So that is our our focus at hey, the time. Just one yeah. This.
3: I understand that you guys did not- I understand that you did not predict that, but there were many economists- More. Among Summers, among others, who were very clear in warning about this. Yep. Okay,
1: so if we have learned anything the past two years, it's that our globalized that economy- you lie. is tied to the world around us. That's right? what we That's learned. The m- number one. You're a liar. I, you know, again, the variants of COVID, lockdowns and
0: shutdowns- ch- and, and slowdowns
1: no- in foreign countries due to the pandemic- <sighs> Putin's unprovoked invasion Ukraine each of these events impact prices here at stop home
0: stop saying Europe. the same shit it impacts the
1: cost of food here at home the supply this is why of people are very frustrated abroad, the cost of gas here at home this government. and supply of oil around the world inflation and is the economy. Also a global issue uh, inflation in Europe increased a record 8.1% in May compared uh, to last year so that is how it's a we're global at issue this, with globalists is global in charge
0: challenge. of okay. creating it, Got it.
3: Just two questions. First, on baby formula, all of my colleagues' questions basically gotten to the same point, which is people want to know who in this building knew what when.
0: Uh, They are not letting up on this. This is a juicy one. You've said that. We've been watching this for over eight minutes. We, one, I've been listening to this for over eight minutes, and, and you've been listening to it the, for over eight also minutes. Said that
3: you don't have that time frame.
1: No, I said, I don't, you were. They were asking me specifically. I didn't about expect to have so much of this, and I, I just don't have that I time frame to share. What I can say is the White House began working on this from the the first day of of the recall, from day one of the recall, which was back in February.
3: Are you able to provide, or but not publicly. A timeline of thinking about when i I,
1: I mean that's the same question that mj just asked me and i answered that question to her i have laid down what has happened since the recall which was on february 17th i have laid that down i've talked about uh on february 18 with the usda i talked about WIC programs uh, I've laid out I've laid down uh, what happened but not reminding folks what happened with Abbott in this factory Why we got here, and I've also talked about what the Abbott FDA which produces um, to Do and they talked about COVID that tests, last week Which is look into this make sure that we get to a place that we get to the bottom of what happened I'm gonna end after, this at 50 minutes uh, action report that's, that's 10 after minutes action report and I just don't want to spend more, more than 10 minutes and That on will any come video. directly from them and what they did and what they see could be done better So that's the thing that's really important there will be an after-action report we will be able to see exactly uh, what happened from them from their standpoint again we have been working on this since the first day of the recall on February 17th that is our involvement here with the White House uh, and and uh, FDA and what we've been trying to do
0: okay speaking of the FDA well I'm gonna get into that too much but um, basically yeah so that's the news for May it's late as fuck I apologize I haven't been late in a while but it's only cuz of the trial see how I managed to rhyme that I am an artist look at me hey hey so anyway what we have learned today is that Nazis in Ukraine need our money yet again 700 million and They need rockets and we're never gonna see any destruction in russia in the coming days no 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 in the next month there will be nothing to worry about i will have no new news on that front at all for you i am very confident that ukraine is just going to use those for defensive reasons for sure i am very confident in that fact and also you know what justice Works in some cases and sometimes it doesn't because the jury is important we need a jury of your pair peer, of peers who are not biased that is so important and rigged trials happen when there's politics involved it's it's, it's amazing but it's true uh, Ray Liotta died shout out to his family uh, at least he was never metooed so there's that some other people died shout out to everybody who's who's lost a family member or uh, a, a friend shout out to all the people grieving I love you and I support you and I have grieved myself and it's a part of life we have to move on eventually um, also, I wanted to say that I, in other news, <laughs> in entertainment news, and dystopia news, I watched two dystopian films this past week. One of which was Soylent Green, which I had never seen the whole thing of. I had only seen the ending, so I knew the ending. I knew the exact ending ending. So it's kind of weird watching something where you know exactly what happens at the very end. <laughs> but that's what happened i found that the mystery was not really there throughout the film i thought it was beautiful i thought the music was excellent and saul was a very interesting character if you've seen it and uh, i didn't know there would be so many horrors but there were so that's cool um or furniture as they're called in this world in 2022 mind you in new york in a very overpopulated new york it's always overpopulated isn't it Always overpopulated. Always a disease or something beforehand, too. Before these dystopian films. Um, so I watched that. I thought it was alright. Not my favorite dystopian film. Good ideas. Wasn't executed the way I wanted it to be. But whatever. Then I watched Dark City. One. The first one was 1973, Soylent Green. And then the second movie was 1998, which was Dark City. Dark City. I have... So much love for that film. It is such a masterpiece. My only... Eh. My only... Eh, thing is... I'm really weird about this. If I'm in a movie already, I don't want to come out of it unless there's a damn good reason. And you come out of the movie in the very beginning for the credits, which are very quick. I would prefer a longer credit sequence if you're going to get into the credits and go old school. And, you know, have that weird spirally kind of vibe to it. I loved that. I just wanted more of it or none of it. You know what I mean? So that was my issue with the film. It was addressed early on. And then the cinematography was amazing. The visual effects were amazing. Everything was amazing. Set direction, art direction. Really, 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 really reminded me of Metropolis, which I enjoyed very recently. um, From way back when. And, uh, Fritz Lang. And, so, I felt that Metropolis idea that, like, the the vibe was there, and the set direction reminded me of that production design. So I was just very enamored of this film. I thought it was very good. Rufus Sewell, always good, but really exceptional here. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland's probably best performance that I've seen so far in his career, which isn't that much, so take of that what you will. Um, Jennifer Connelly was in it she didn't really move the needle at all but she was good um, for what she's given so it's like it's confusing what you're given like you're you're not given a whole character in this film so it's it's awkward but um, I really enjoyed that movie a lot and I'm not going to spoil it for you and I think you should watch it if you get the chance for free I watch it for free I'm not going to pay for anything but um Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I probably, can't believe I'm saying that, but um, Matrix came out the next year, right? So I would say probably I would enjoy, I I have enjoyed watching Dark City more than I watched, more than I enjoyed watching The Matrix. But I enjoyed participating in The Matrix. Would I ever do like a play or something of Dark City? Hell yeah, I probably would. And would I think it would be better than the play of The Matrix? I don't know. We'll see, but hopefully I could do that in some, uh, t- at some time in the future. That would be really fun to do for the show, Dark City. Yeah, so look out for that if I get around to it at the end of the year, as usual. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at on the movies. That's the mo- Those are the two movies that I've seen that are dystopian. I saw another movie which was called Freaky. Was probably originally it was originally supposed to be titled. Freaky Friday the 13th. My issue with that movie is that it didn't set up the characters well enough for me and transform them. It's like a Freaky Friday situation, but it's like Friday the 13th. It's a joke, like horror movie, kind of like serial killer, uh, switch, body switch thing with a teenage girl. And I thought Vince Vaughn was very good at it. Obviously, he plays the teenage girl's body. <laughs> I mean, he plays the vessel for the teenage girl, which is the serial killer. I just wish I knew a little more about the serial killer, or less. Like, at this point, I learned enough about him that I still wonder about him. So I would have liked to have known nothing more about him than I did, or than I wanted. It's just picky. I'm picky. And I also felt like the scenes, there was not as much life into the them as, as I thought there should be. But um, it felt very, somebody said it was like a first draft script. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say first draft, maybe second, third, not second, maybe like fourth draft. Just need another rewrite, that's all. Um, and then the editing needed to be tighter, and uh, screenwriting just wasn't quite there in the dialogue. I don't know, I just was very, not disappointed because I liked Happy Death Day in that series. And that was the last movie, by the way, that I saw that I paid for to watch was Happy Death Day to you, I believe. Um, which was the sequel. So I thought this was good, but I did not enjoy the character of Millie like I enjoyed the character of Tree in Happy Death Day. So if it were Tree versus Millie, i go with Tree. Because I like Tree. And I learned more about Tree in the first movie than I learned about Millie in this movie. So that's how I feel about it. Uh, Basically, that's it. Um, Those are the movie reviews. Watching TV shit, but nothing to really write home about. Watched Heartstopper, it was kind of boring. I didn't watch all of it, I'm not gonna lie, I skipped a lot of it. but Watched the important parts, with the love story and everything. It's just so meh. meh. Also, another thing I have to say about Freaky is that it felt like a Netflix movie, which is not a good thing. That's not a compliment. Like a Netflix kind of, like it could be on Netflix, it could be original Netflix teen drama the horror comedy thing. Didn't enjoy that. It felt a little too... Oh, look how woke we are. Uh, I'm just joking. Uh, I, I don't know. Just one of those things. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. The six of you that did. No, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Um. Yeah. So trial, trial. Ukraine, Nazis, COVID. Lots of stuff happened, but we move on. We learn to live life to the fullest, and uh, treat every day like your last because you never know when it will be. And um, your luck will only last as long as you are on this planet (laughs) we will not be on this planet forever this planet will not take us to the uh, oblivion we'll probably end up in oblivion before the planet just so you know that's a really way good way to end um wbf 2022 check out the videos uh take out check out the video of the you know going over that uh from fearlessly authentic which i'll link below Uh, thank you again for listening and have a great weekend coming up it's not really yet here yet but have a good one when you get there Uh, and have a good june don't get too hot don't get too cold if you're in a cold place love you bye